Hello everyone and welcome to But It's a Classic, the film reviewing podcast where we look at classics old and new. My name is Phoebe and I've watched every film and we're back. We're back uh, and also I'm, I'm Ferdy and I've seen... 18 films. Yeah, we definitely didn't yeah. need to check that just before the recording started <laughs> to work out how it's many films we've watched. It's it has been, been a while. We, we, I think, have, I said we twice, my bad. Um, now we've got to restart the, now. Yeah, <laughs> turn it off. <laughs> um, we started, I think, quite late into the semester this yes, time. Yes, we've been busy. We've been very busy. Mm. Final semester, final year. Yeah. Um, Don't think about it. Final to, year yeah. in history. Final, yeah. Yeah, the, the final world year ends, ever. Actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But we're both staying um, in Manchester, so that's a relief. We are, it? yeah. I mean, assuming we can find housing. Yeah, well, I've <laughs> I mean, got that sorted. Oh well, go, must <laughs> be nice. Must be very nice. Um, and considering I, I'm still yeah. staying at Manchester, I can still get equipment, I suppose. There we go. There we go. There we go. You Great, can't get rid of amazing. us just yet. <laughs> Good luck, Spotify. Yeah. Um, <laughs> plagiarizing yeah. your website? Yeah. No, not plagiarizing. Plaguing. Plaguing, Plaguing, there we go. Plaguing, yeah. Plaguing your Plaguing. website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the right Becoming word. an imposition on everyone's feeds. Yeah, um, yeah. we're, we're back. We, we hope you're doing well. Um, what have you been up to since we last recorded, Phoebe? Oh, God. What haven't I been up to? <laughs> um, I've been getting through uni work uh-huh. at a okay and decent pace, trying mm-hmm. to keep my house warm through any means possible. I've taken to putting lots of tin foil behind the radiator because that reflects off the heat. Jesus Christ. It was working. Cost of living and all that. Do you, I, I forget that you go home and you live in the Blitz. <laughs> you live in World War II. Do you think England. I'm talking about London? No, no, I know. I, I'm saying, like, you're living in wartime Britain. <laughs> we're, we're putting... There's no way to refer to we're... council housing in Manchester, Virgin. <laughs> You know that's not what I meant. I know. I know. I, putting tinfoil behind the radiator, that's yeah. some fucking, like, rationing it's, shit. It's, well, it's, it's technically not tinfoil. It's like a specific insulator okay, kind of thing. Okay, but it right. looks like tinfoil. And essentially, right. like, the, the light of the tinfoil reflects the heat and bounces back and makes the room warmer, essentially. It's clever. It's uh, It's very clever. It's crazy how much scientific knowledge you can accrue mm. through... Difficult circumstances. Being a uni student, yeah. yeah. <laughs> fucking, oh, lights yeah. out at this specific time, get the mm-hmm. fucking candles out. Mm-hmm. Going back to the 70s. No, 80s. Yeah. When was the winter of discontent? <laughs> at the best of times, at the worst of times. <laughs> no, the um, the actual, like, the bin strikes and no everyone idea. hated Thatcher. I, Whenever, I oh, someone's shout, someone's angrily shouting at the screen, being like, it was yeah. this decade. <laughs> My brain Why can't, can't they that. hear us? Yeah. My landlords, um, I've got some like mold stains along the bottom of my skirting board under Yummy. my windows. Yum, mm. yum, 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 yum. Uh, and my landlord was really nice about it um, when they came around to like inspect the place. Uh, and they were saying, yeah, you need to just put bleach spray on it and it'll go away and it's fine. Because if it's bullshit. just, I mean, if it's just stains though, because I don't think it's actual living mold. Well, that's kind of the same, re- I'm not criticising you, I'm criticising no, your landlord. Yeah. That's the same rhetoric as basically just putting a plaster on a bullet wound. Yeah, well, It's just going to come back. Because I, I have the same thing in yeah, mind. Yeah, it's, I, you know, it's it's their house. If they want to deal with it that way, they can. True, um, true. And it's not really affecting me that badly. And I was like, yeah, I, the only reason I didn't do that is because I didn't want to damage your walls. And mm. she went, yeah, well, you know, if you damage the walls, just 
buy a can of white paint, paint over it. And I was like, okay, okay. if that's how we're I'll playing do DIY things, for yeah, your that's house. fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's a lot nicer than a lot nicer, rather, rather than nicer. Mm. She's a lot nicer than our landlords from last year. Yeah, um, with your wet, yeah. damp pillows. It did sound pretty yeah, awful. You were living through the blitz. I was. Yeah, house. I was. I was living through. I mean, not even the Blitz, fucking prehistory. Yeah. There was an ecosystem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking, uh, was it Mesozoic? Is that sure. an era? Yeah. <laughs> Dinosaur times yeah. is my is the joke that I'm making. You needed a, a, yeah. a little, a big, a big rock to come from the sky and bomb, <laughs> bomb the place. Get rid of it. Start from scratch. <laughs> you could say a big rock to beat my housemates over the head with. <laughs> oh God, no! Just to like That's you assert dominance, no, you know, and make sure they know that I get first dibs on all food. Sure, I am the hunter gatherer. I see. Um, speaking of, I need to buy more kitchen roll on my way home. Don't let me forget. <laughs> um, <laughs> Got that caveman. <laughs> caveman brain. One sheet. Do- one sheet does plenty. <laughs> one sheet do plenty. Ugh, bye. Recycled paper. <laughs> Ooga booga. Spilt uh, mineral water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking what a start to the yeah. season. Love it. Um, Uni housing is crap, though. It, it, yeah, so it is. Awful. It is horrendous. Like, and that's what I'm worried about for like next year. Like yeah. Finding housing that is no longer gouging me for money. Yeah, you know? I haven't. It's, um, yeah. I don't know. I, the thing is, at this point, I'm, like, prioritizing who I'm living with. Right. Because I'd rather yeah. be in a shitty house with people that I like as right. opposed to a really lovely house but with people that I never get on with. Mm. I'm not saying that's happening right now, but mm. it's, like, it's a priority. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, uh, what are your thoughts on living alone? Because that's something that I... I would love I'm, to live alone. Yeah, I'm considering oh. it at the minute. Yeah, I um, think... I think... Mm, I, yes and no. I'm very much 50... 50... 50 spliffy? Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, Whoa. we know. Freudian we know slip. you are. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> this. Um, I'm very 50-50 split between extrovert and introvert. And I right. worry that I might, like, forget that people exist if I live on my own. <laughs> and become kind of complacent in my loneliness. Do you know what I mean? I suppose when yeah, you do live with people, yeah. you get a kind of, oh, shit, other people. I have to put on a social face. Yeah. Which is quite helpful sometimes, no, I think. No, definitely. I think, yeah, it's... The issue is... Even if I don't live with people, I'm still gonna have a job or be doing a master's, mm. so I won't be like I was about to say, by myself. I, you know, yeah. that I love and respect you, but I do think you would actually go insane <laughs> if you lived by yourself. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Are, you, are you going? Are you uh, uh, maybe we'll mm. we'll see what happens. But it's um, Salford, yeah, nice apartment, Salford. Uh, Salford, Salford. It's co- <sighs> what. God, all the all the Salford people are going to be baying oh, for our no. blood. All those outside the like, uni building. People. Yeah, but- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so all those people that live in. Quite a few people live like, in Salford. What I meant is all those people that listen to the podcast. Oh right, oh, I see. All those ten people. <laughs> I was going to say, no one lives in Salford. Oh, imagine living is it in Salford. It's Salford, yeah. I thought Salford. Um, there's a. Uh, the, the reason I don't get that wrong anymore is because uh, Jason Manford, hmm. uh, comedian, went on Eight Out of Ten Cats Does Countdown, and Jimmy Carr was doing like the roasts hmm. at the start, and he went, "Jason's from Salford," and Jason Manford goes, "Salford." <laughs> um, Thank you for directing and, that away. Yeah, from I the directed microphone. that away from the microphone. We'll see how that comes up in the way. Yeah, you're going to see that, that come might be yff, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that in might the still suck. 
I might have to cut that out for the... Anyway, it's whatever. What are we watching today, Ruby? Today we are watching Ridley Scott's Blade Runner Ooh. 1981. Technically, we're watching the 1991 version of this film, uh, oh. which is the director's cut. Oh, so ten years later. Yes. So the the kind of the straight-to-DVD director's cut version of this film when it came out as like wow. a home rental. Fuck, I didn't realise it was that, like, that far afterwards. Yeah, well, this is one of the... I love this... Mm, no, I don't love this film. What am I saying? Um, <laughs> I love the production history right. of this film because okay. there is this treasure trove and a massive amount of different versions of this film yeah. just hanging out in archives that we'll probably never see the light of day. Um, it was made initially in 1981 with about a, I want to say, a £28 million budget. Yeah. Um, and wow. then uh, Ridley Scott was going heavily over budget with production for it, which meant that Warner Brothers like lost faith in the film, so mm. created this like really chopped like heavily edited version of the film to like yeah. throw out to theatre theatrical release. It only made about four million in its first week, so it wow. bombed. Wow. Um that that really surprises me mm-hmm. that it wow, okay. But then when different director's cut versions of this came out right. and people watched it on DVD, they went, Oh shit, this is amazing. We just needed to let Ridley Scott have his yeah. time of day to live out his vision. Interesting. Um, That's, yeah. So wait. So you uh, you say different director's cuts? Is there more than one cut of more yes. than two rather? Yeah. So wow. there's the original version that came out for the cinema, which right. is the one that was heavily censored by Warner Brothers. Right. Um, that in itself is fascinating. Yeah. Um, it uses his little tidbit. It uses footage from The Shining. Um, because what? Warner Brothers just had some B-roll from the shine wait, that they used. Wait. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. Hang on. So, the context... <laughs> I can't say the context, because right. it's it's part of the story. Right. But you know the bit in The Shining at the very beginning where there's that aerial tracking oh. shot? They use B-footage from that. Interesting. Oh, so of, like, landscapes? Yeah. Yeah, because I was going to say the vast majority of The Shining... I, I was going to say either the landscapes at the start or the hedge maze. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, because the vast majority of it is localised entirely within mm-hmm. the hotel and has... Jack fucking, Nicholson. Yeah, Jack Nicholson and <laughs> so, Shelley Duvall. Yeah, that that's, gives you an idea bizarre. of the ways in which this film was so shoddily put together wow. um, by the studio. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's fascinating. I think I don't even know to this day if Ridley Scott is comfortable with the version and satisfied with the version that's really? out at the moment. I know oh. that there's another version that was put out circa 2010 to 2015, I'd say. What? Which is, yeah, that they did like a digitised oh, oh, remaster, right. oh, okay. but right. they remastered unreleased scenes and put them back in, oh. making the film even fucking longer than it already Jesus is. Christ. So we've got a version that's 2 hours 35. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're in for I the long run. I brought my lunch with me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a meal deal. Um, I know that I think the <clears throat> version that was released later is about mm. 3 hours. Maybe wow. 3 hours and a bit longer than that. Fucking hell. It's insane. Um, it, but I understand why this film is so crucial within cinema history for the West. It kind of reinvented and created a kind of staple for the science fiction genre yeah. by combining 1950- 1940s noir mm. with this kind of um, steampunky aesthetic. Yeah. 
uh, sort of cyberpunk. Almost. Yeah, I, I mean, having not seen the film, I only know like the kind of vague aesthetic, and that's mm-hmm. the thing that I'm most excited for. I mean, you're, you're quite right. It's very cyberpunk uh, influenced, yeah. but still has that like amazing kind of noiry femme yeah. fatale aesthetic to it, but yeah. within the guise of you know futurism but post-apocalyptic mm. kind of vibes not post-apocalyptic it's dystopian yeah um yeah it's set in a essentially dying planet dying right. version of earth and it'll be fun to see my favorite thing whenever older films take on the present is seeing how close it is to the yeah. year that we're in currently yeah. i can't remember this one but the one okay. that always makes me laugh is back to the future 2 being Tw- set in yeah, 2015 2015 uh, oh, was it i'm I, not sure one of the two yeah um which is yeah, funny it's uh, that was fascinating because we didn't get hologram jaws no we didn't you know, which sucks mm. but maybe they for the best some things right though i can't there was one thing that they did get correct but i can't remember well they made the self-lacing shoes didn't they and they gave them to michael yeah. j fox yes yes um, they did which i think was really cute um yeah so i'm very interested to see this film because it's incredibly influential in a lot of other media that i really like mm-hmm. um akira yeah. akira um, for example, uh, I think is a fantastic... I think Akira, it was influenced by this, wasn't it? I'm not I, sure. Yeah, um, okay. I'm not, I'm not the biggest... Okay. I, I'm going to tentatively say that it was. Akira because Akira was like 1991? Yeah, because it, yeah, it's based on a manga as okay. well. Manga? Manga? What... Mm. I'm fucking up the pronunciations today. One of the two. Um, The yeah. Point is, I really like that movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, I haven't read the manga. Whichever came first, um, there are shared influences. Is my point. Yeah. Uh, And also, uh, one of my, if not my favorite book of all time, is because I'm not a massive reader. Mm -hmm. um, But my favorite book of all time is uh, Altered Carbon. Okay. by Richard Morgan. Um, What's that about? Which is, well, I'm glad you asked. Um, it's, <laughs> Book reviews. It's, yeah, it's set in this kind of um, cyberpunk space age Earth where um, at birth everyone has uh, what's called a stack implanted mm. in the base of their neck. Yeah. Uh, and that means you can download your personality into new bodies. Oh, God. So people essentially become immortal so long as they have oh. the money to purchase new bodies. I think my mum read this book. Yeah, yeah, it's a trilogy. people can kind of change their gender Yeah, exactly. Will. Gender right. is uh, basically whatever. Obsolete. You know, yeah. yeah, it's essentially obsolete. Okay. Um, and it's got all these other different sci-fi concepts in. There's like a dead race of ancient Martians. Ooh. And it's, yeah, it's fucking sick. That's sounds cool. Um, but it's, the first book in particular is a kind of whodunit mystery mm. kind of thing. And the concept is uh, this guy who's very rich and has made himself immortal by buying all of these new bodies for mm. himself, like clones of his original body. Um, he uh, was murdered and he's come back to life and he's hired someone oh, to figure gosh. out who did it because Ooh, he doesn't know. And fun. it's, yeah, and it's, it is fucking fascinating. It's really cool. Um, so anyway, it has a very Blade Runner-esque sort yes. of, hard-boiled detective mm-hmm. kind of thing. I don't know... 
how much hard-boiled detective is in this. I know Harrison Ford is. is. Yes, it yes. is. I get confused between uh, this and Fifth Element, okay, the yeah. star. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I much prefer Fifth Element. Really? Oh, Interesting. God, yeah. okay. I mean, Fifth Element's tonally a very different film. Yeah. Um, it's more of a kind of camp, I'd say camp comedy mm. adjacent, yeah. but using a kind of more... <laughs> the, direct, direct, the director is French and it's very obvious that it's a French director <laughs> let's just okay, say that it's, right. it's got a kind of kooky quirky right, aesthetic to it and I it's was going to say yeah. uh, establishing, right, establishing shots of the Eiffel Tower mm. perhaps because that's yeah. how in films oh, yeah. you know it's French, that it's French. Yeah, yeah. you can't know that it's a, yeah. you're watching a Goddard film unless someone yeah. appears in a stripy shirt with a yeah, baguette absolutely. Over their going, and it has to <laughs> it has to do an establishing shot of the Eiffel Tower mm-hmm. and a subtitle across the across the screen has to say Paris, Paris. comma France, France yeah. yeah it has to do otherwise yeah. yeah otherwise I don't know where I am and then you see a little rat pointing yeah. at it going oh <laughs> oh it's Paris Phoebe <laughs> for context uh, Phoebe did the soy jack pointing yeah. meme Oh, ah, whoa. No one's going to know. I mean, someone's going to know what that means. <laughs> yeah, just Google it. Yeah, it's cool. Soy Jack meme. Um, so the other thing I know about Blade Runner, I know that there's something called replicants. Mm-hmm. I don't exactly know what that is, but I know there's a woman with a black bar over her eyes who screams. Okay. Um, I know <laughs> that there's a monologue uh, where Harrison Ford is outside his car. Maybe he's dogging. I don't know. He uh, is talking to a, a blandroid, and um, the android says, I've seen things you wouldn't believe. Mm. I've seen... <laughs> I've, I've seen uh, a man turn himself into a pickle. <laughs> Craziest thing I ever saw. <laughs> That's Beautiful, a, a, a really dead outdated meme. Yeah, Rick really. and Morty reference there, mate. <laughs> dead meme. Interesting that you've um, got the car detail. I know the thing that you're yeah. referencing. It's not, it's not, not by a car. Is it not by it's a on car? on a rooftop. Oh, I thought it was like in a... Um, ah, tomato, in a, tomato. Uh, uh, an NCP car park. I thought oh, it was maybe. on like the fifth level of a... 10 level 10 story car park you know I must admit I haven't watched this film in like quite a long time yeah. so it'll be just as an illuminating I think, watch for me as it would be for yeah, you I think I think I might just be projecting um, for where I think it would be cool for that That's scene okay. to happen don't, don't doubt yourself like, a, yeah oh it's thanks right. to be fair you haven't watched this film <laughs> yeah exactly so by making the assumption no that idea. it's like a car park isn't necessarily <laughs> like a how dare he not understand the <laughs> geographical location in which the scene takes place and... <laughs> it's two and a half hour film um, the other thing I do know is that it's based on a book it is it? do yeah. androids dream of electric sheep do they I don't does know does the film answer that question uh, who knows Fair enough. Yeah. Um, the, <laughs> I really can't yeah. talk about this one because it's such yeah. a kind of like, what? You know, the entire <laughs> way through. That yeah. I feel like the second part is going to be more illuminating. Yeah, and I, I think I know less about the book Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep than I do about Blade Runner. I know that mm-hmm. it kind of centres around what is a person? Can mm-hmm. an AI be human kind of thing? Oh, well, I think it might be that. Uh, and... Yeah, but the only other thing I know about the book is that it also inspired the Pokemon Mareep. Of course uh, it does. Flaffy and Ampharos, because they're electric sheep. I see. Um, uh, okay. That's uh, cool. Yeah, it's, it's kind of cute. Yeah. Uh, there's not a whole lot more to them than that, I don't think. But Plot-wise, yeah. do you like... No, have I have idea? no idea. That's exciting. I, I have, like... 
I feel like I've picked up on a couple of context clues, so I, okay. I feel like Harrison Ford is going to be hunting down these things called replicants that aren't human mm-hmm. but want to be considered human, mm-hmm. and he's hunting them down um, for some reason because mm. he doesn't think they're human or something. He's right. like a robo-racist. <laughs> robo-racist. Um, and <laughs> That's just robo like, <laughs> Hey! <laughs> Oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you. I'll be here all night. Our cab. Our all cab. Robocops are bastards. <laughs> Never, I've ne- no, I have seen Robocop. It's not very good. No, I, d- I don't think it's fantastic. It's a bit mad. Yeah. Um, anyway, I yeah, I feel like uh, Harrison Ford is going to grapple with his humanity and potentially stare into a mirror at mm. some point. Um, Do you like Harrison Ford? As an actor, I yeah, yeah, I I think he kind of plays the same guy every time, oh, which God, is just yeah. what happened. <laughs> Dinosaurs belong in a museum. You realize that Harrison Ford isn't in Jurassic Park, right? No, that's Indiana Jones. Oh, I see. Like, okay. does Oops. he? Say, yeah. I got my face. <laughs> I I think he maybe doesn't say dinosaurs, but like <laughs> he says something something belongs mm. in a museum. I just Fair. thought of dino. I should have said fossils or mm. relics or How something. How dare you? Yeah. I'm sorry. Keep with it, Freddy. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Jurassic Park either. For the oh, no, should, I haven't. We should have, yeah, that yeah, needs to be on the list. Absolutely. Um, anyway, I, I think he's a fun guy. I like how little he cares about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, like someone, yeah. wasn't it? Someone asked him, "Does uh, Han Solo come back as a Force ghost?" And he said, "I don't give a fuck." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, the best interview I saw in relation to Harrison Ford, also in relation to Blade mm. Runner, uh, Blade Runner uh, 2049. The remake? Yeah. That, I mean, the I sequel. Was, yeah. Um, mm. I liked it. It was good. There okay. were bits of it I don't like as much. Yeah. Jared Leto was in it. Ugh. Who I just... Well, I don't like him as Ryan much. Ryan Gosling so. lies in the snow looking sad he for does, the whole film. And talks to a waifu lady. Yeah. Like the big a big hologram yeah. woman. But yeah. there's this Alison Hammond <laughs> interview that she does with Ryan Gosling and... Harrison Ford for the film and as they're like setting up and the camera's doing like lighting checks and stuff she's just yeah. like talking to them casually and she's like yeah these glasses um, we, we got them specially because they were used on the set of the original film and it's like these water glasses right. and Ryan Gosling goes oh my god that's amazing have you seen the film and she's like no I haven't fucking seen it <laughs> <laughs> Those, that's, I've completely bullshitted that that's the fucking lie I love and Harrison it's just, it's just seeing Harrison <laughs> Ford like genuinely flawed like not in a kind of um, yeah just like flawed as in like F-L-O-O-R-E-D. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of like, whoa, it's not an American interview that's like, oh my God, Harrison Ford. It's just some like slightly pissed off a bit like tired Brit yeah. going, yeah, I've never fucking seen the films. Yeah. And he's just like, he's like actually like cracks a laugh. I think she's one yeah. of the few people that's ever made him wow. laugh in an interview, which is very impressive. That's massive. It's a great interview. Yeah, if you I find th- it on YouTube. I, I, I'm going to watch it. It's really funny. When I get home. Um, They're just kilo yeah. laughing. It's great. Harrison Ford is, he's, Kind of great. I kind of love him. Yeah, I, he's, I he don't rate him like, as an actor. No, like, but he is, I think, quite good at playing the same guy that he plays every time. Yes. You know, yes, he's yes, yes. not varied, but he's he's min-maxed that one character, mm-hmm. and he's really good at that it. That one, I'm sexy, so I can kind of be an arsehole. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't see it personally with him. Um, I think, like, I think he's one of those people where, like, even if he's not like the most gorgeous person you've ever seen you can kind of go 
Yeah, he's objectively okay. attractive. Yeah, yeah. You know, like, he's chiseled, yeah. he's blue-eyed. Yeah, he's not he's like... Yeah, he's not like the fucking Timothy Chalamet kind of character where yeah. there is no way that this guy was a loser at school. Yeah. You can kind of see the kind of... He's a bit of a dork, but mm. like... Yeah. But like, he, he fucks. <laughs> yeah, like, bit of a dork, but smash. Yeah. You know, um... Yeah, I don't know. Not my cup of tea. No, but that's sorry. I, I don't know. I've got a questionable type anyway. I think was it you that was saying if I had a type, if I had a type, yeah. it would be people that would have been lobotomized um, <laughs> if they were like in the Victorian era. And that's not a bad thing. They yeah. they throw up lobo- lo- lobotomizations. They, they, they gave them out like fucking candy. Exactly. Yeah. The front. It's amazing how the human being can survive without his fucking world. <laughs> oh, I've been on such a FNAF kick recently. Oh, we dude. need to watch the film when it comes out. Oh, the Five Nights at Freddy's film yeah. for people. Because that's like, again, the I, I know that I bring it up a lot. There's a lot of films that are notorious rather than classics. Mm. And I think, first of all, the, the notoriety of the franchise, but also the development hell that that film has gone through there's going to be buzz around it, oh, whether it's like a shit film or, or the best buzz. film ever. It's going to be a bit shit. I, I think it's like. still probably going to fit into the kind of classic category purely yeah. because it's like, God, I mean, one of the, fir- I would say maybe like the first major film to be from um, the source material being like an indie. Yeah. Game, oh, definitely. Which yeah. is insane when you think about the kind yeah. of em- the empire that. Scott Cawthon. Is it Scott Cawthon? Yeah, Scott I always Cawthon. get Scott Cawthon and Toby Fox yeah. confused. Uh, Toby guys. Fox is the nice one. Yeah. Uh, Scott Cawthon is the transphobe. Is he transphobic? I, yeah, he donated Whoa. to a load of like anti-gay or anti-trans oh, charities. Oh shit, that sucks. Yeah, no, he's actually a piece of shit. Awful because the fan base is like yeah. very quick. Yeah, it's really oh, not great. It's really bad. Um, he yeah. has a trans character. Yeah. Mangle is... I swear to God, Mangle was I, trans. I listen. I don't know. <laughs> We're uh, talking about I, animatronics yeah, it's a, in it's, a video game. <laughs> I mean, interesting relation to Blade Runner, maybe, but like <laughs> androids, <laughs> yeah, yeah, androids. But no, androids I swear to dream God, of electric genders. I swear to God, Mangle was originally a Foxy, yeah. animatronic, but it was yeah. um, sister location Foxy. Yeah. Oh God. It's yeah. I but Mangle identifies as. She, they? I, I don't know. We're talking I, about, I for context. I didn't the monsters had pronouns. I mean, they're possessed by children. Yeah. So, like, technically, Golden Freddy is a girl's spirit. Right. So, technically, yeah. girl trapped oh, in a boy's oh, body, I don't, I don't know. know. It's, for context, for anyone that doesn't is, know Five Nights at Freddy's, yeah. it's an indie game <laughs> horror, survival horror series where you're working yeah. in a kind of Chuck E. Cheese pizzeria style and there's like, these animatronic puppets that are kind of coming after you. Um, I don't know why we got onto that. Yeah. My, my point <laughs> that is... That really sucks that he's transferred. Yeah, no, it's really not great. That's really annoying. Um, yeah, and he kind of swept it under the rug. And he's been kind of shitty to people who've made fan games oh. um, as well, apparently. There's, yeah, there's countless video and essays. And the fan go. games are better. Yeah, yeah, in, yeah. A, lot of, in a lot of cases. That, and I'm I mean, told, it inspired yeah. um, the Walton... Yeah, the Walton the Wal- Files. Which is brilliant. Yeah, oh, uh, I watched that's those an quite recently. horror series mm, um, that's very, very good. Um, yeah, I'm I'm so excited to see 
how that series continues. Yes. It's really cool. I know. They um, threw out like four episodes yeah, in 2020 yeah. and just made a fucking legacy out of yeah, like, it. I want to do that. Like, I want to yeah, make analog man. horror. It sounds it's so fun. Sick. There's a lot of fantastic analog horror. Like, um, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Kane Pixels is the backrooms yes, thing. I'm the, told um, is very good. The thingy, the one about the, if you see a human... If you see oh, someone the Mandela looks, catalog. The Mandela catalog. Yeah, the, the Monument spooky. Mythos as yes. well. Oh, God. Monument. You showed me that video of the Statue I, of Liberty. It might have been James, I think. Was it James? Yeah, it's uh, James who showed me it for the first mm, time. Our friend James. Um, who, uh, That's spooky. For any long-time uh, fans of the series, uh, the instigator of the F- Sky Fry incident. Is it still there? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah, wow. That's crazy. coming up to a year. Has it been a year since Skyfry? It's Sky been more Fry? than a year. It's got to be more than a year. Skyfry. Yeah, wild. Um, yeah, anyway, uh, trans rights are human rights, mm-hmm. um, is, is the, is the, what I was yeah. going to say, Scott Cawthon, ultimately. I guess. <laughs> God, really Thank God yeah. Toby Fox is still a bastion of purity and yeah. disgrace. Yeah, um, it's, it's not even that he's a bastion of purity necessarily, it's that he act, hasn't actively campaigned yeah. against, I, I don't I suppose, know anything again, about like, Toby Undertale Fox's. again, like, the Undertale fan base is, like, very yeah, queer yeah, as well. absolutely. I, I, I don't know, I log, like... I always log kind of the Cuphead, Steven Universe, yeah, Undertale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hell of a Boss. There's a there's but, a lot of overlap. Yeah, yeah, you get me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a fascinating thing. Uh, but I think probably I haven't done any research into it mm. in in at all recently. Um, so I think uh, if you are interested, uh do research and yeah. make your own opinions because uh, I don't. I suppose I, don't know. I can't remember the context in which I brought up the Five Nights at Freddy's movie, but what yeah. I was going to say is I can't believe it's um, Shaggy. What's his name? Matthew Lillard. What? Matthew Lillard is playing the is purple he in it? guy. Yeah, he's the no purple guy. No fucking way. Yeah, he's William Afton. Dude, how did you not know that? I did. Uh, yeah. Uh, 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 and it's the guy that plays Steve Harrington in Stranger Things is going to be Michael Afton. No fucking Yeah, man. Way. Like, it's going to be kind of wacky. And I Dude. had a rumour that um, Willem Dafoe was going to be involved in it, but I don't think that's true. No. He's going to be the animatronics. <laughs> He's going to go... Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Just fox. He could be that's foxy. Crazy. But yeah, I can't believe it's Fuck. Matthew Lillard. Is confirmed purple guy. That's, uh, that is Which bizarre. Which makes me kind of excited for yeah. it. <laughs> like, because he's going he's gonna to knock it out of the park. He's going to body it. Yeah. Wild. Um, anyway, anyway yeah, <laughs> I I was going to try and shoehorn in a running with scissors joke into this first arc because like Blade Runner ah, running with scissors, I don't see. run with scissors kind of thing. Mm. Um, but I feel like we've kind of covered quite a lot of ground already. I don't mm. really need to do that. So have the intention, and then that's it. Okay, good, good sentence, there, Ferdy. Yep. <laughs> Uh, just just be happy with my intention. Yeah, yeah. I I think let's go watch this. Yeah, film. trans rights boo. <laughs> I like how we went on a kind of yeah. just like a trans rights. Absolutely, um, as we should. Absolutely. I'd this say is... rant, but rant means that it's negative. I don't mean rant. Yeah. What do no, I mean? Uh, Conversation. Yeah. No. I I think tirade against people who campaign against. A rant against... about Scott yeah. Cawthon. A rant about about transphobes. Yeah. Yeah. I find so. I know I just said that we were going to break, but I do find mm. it fascinating how our podcast is <laughs> first and foremost a fun podcast, but because of our shared interest in yeah. internet history and <laughs> pop culture we do sometimes if not every episode yeah. delve into some sort of internet history i've just realized so we don't we've got a new thing that we say 
every episode oh, do we? now, what don't is we? It? Oh, well, I'm not sure. It's not Joker It's anymore. not Joker from the movie Joker. It's something else, I think. Ooh. I ge- and I genuinely can't remember what it is. Oh my God, what is it? Yeah, did we, when did we establish it? In the Love I, Actually episode? I, yeah, I, I don't even know. I, it was sometime oh in the other run that we did this year. What, what, I'm very glad that we've brought it up now before the break. <laughs> So that I'm racking my brain yeah. of our shared memes. <laughs> I'm, Shit. Like I'm going through, like you know, like a filing system. Yeah. Like I'm going through my Phoebe's, little. Phoebe's in a mind palace yeah. at the minute, chucking <laughs> files all over the floor, I'm like running trying around. to find. Yeah. Okay. Oh so God. I I'll think, think about it. Yeah, we'll come back in the second half, and maybe. I mean, we've got two and a half hours. I, I can't imagine. What have we talked extensively it's... about meme-wise? I brought it's up Chinese fireball ooh, recently from <laughs> Harry Potter, which still makes me giggle. Um, and you brought I up like, and you brought up the saxophone guy, the, saxophone. the little New Yorker. You're nothing. You're yeah. nothing. You, you are spoiling the silence that stokes the fires of creativity. I'm an NYU film school graduate, sucker. But I don't think it was that. No, it wasn't. Because I don't know that <laughs> very well. Went... No, I loved it. You meted oh, that. I was um, in the shower this morning. I was thinking of videos that I could bring up just out of nowhere. I've been on a real killer fish from San Diego kick. Do you know killer fish? Was no. that? It's a 17 second long video where a guy just has a tiny, like not even a big fish. He yeah. caught a fish and he's in his backyard or something and he's holding up this fish to the camera. Um, and like its face is pointing towards the camera. Um, and he goes, killer fish from San Diego, killer fish. I don't know what I am, but I taste pretty good. Killer fish. Hello, I'll be your killer fish for the evening. Thank you. And that's the whole video. That's it. It's so fucking funny. I've never seen that. I just really like that video. Where did you find that? I'll be your killer fish for the evening. How did you find that? I don't know. Should we go watch yeah, Blade Runner and try and Blade find Runner. what meme we were? Yeah, that's going to really annoy me now. Yeah. Oh, all right. Anyway, anyway, bye. See you guys after Blade Runner. <laughs> bye. See you later. So we're back. We're back. I was trying my best to... Were you about to start by quoting? Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. No, uh, uh, do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Say... Okay, so we're back. We just saw something you wouldn't believe. Yes, I I was like, I was very much like, he's probably going to start with, I've seen... (laughs) (laughs) I've seen footage. I've seen films you wouldn't believe. (laughs) (laughs) Hugh Grant cops off with his secretary at number 10. <laughs> Just give like a rough... Uh, uh, Summary of everything. What's it Saoirse Ronan throws herself from a moving vehicle. Oh, yes. I was like, I That's forgot a- we did Lady Bird. <laughs> yeah. So long ago now. Yeah. I was, I was trying to do like a recent one and then a deep cut. Mm, um, a deep cut would have been like... Uh, I've seen Bong Joon-ho. <laughs> he wasn't in the movie. <laughs> no, he, I haven't seen Bong Joon-ho. <laughs> yeah, we, we could do that. 
<laughs> anyway, so we just came back yeah. from watching Blade Runner, 1981. Yeah, the um, number of times you said gender. Yeah. Was uh, it's, like a, it's, a, it's a funky movie. It's a very... it's Oh, the aesthetic of it. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Do you know what? Ooh. I was... I came into that screening a little bit apprehensive. Mm. I didn't want to, like, say it too much <clears throat> in the before half because I didn't want mm. your view of the film to be potentially, like, influenced by me being right. like, oh, you know. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of <laughs> keeping it to myself. But, like, when I first watched it, I was quite young, I'd say. Mm. And I went to the BFI to watch with my parents in London on the South Bank. And it, it, I think I was just too young to kind of appreciate the nuances of it. Right. It was very, it's it's dark, for a start, visually dark, yeah. not even plot-wise. It's <laughs> yeah, just a very... absolutely. Diff, it, lighting is not its strong suit. It is not. But in I, an aesthetic way. Yeah, and I think, like, it does use set and lighting and props and blah, 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 uh, like, very effectively. Defo. Um, I... <sighs> Because you were saying that it's the it's the first I think uh, repeat offender that we've had in, in terms of like directors. Yes, it's our first um, repeat film by yeah. the man whose name we've gone Ridley blank. Scott. Thank you, Ridley yeah. Scott. <laughs> I, I wanted to call him Scott Ridley, and I was like, that's not his name. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's the first Alien mm. being the other film that we looked at yeah. by Ridley Scott, and I which came before this. Yes, I think the story was. There were only a few elements of story in uh, Blade Runner that were communicated through the background. I think the multiculturalism was a really interesting touch. Mm. Um, the fact that a lot of the um, ads and shit are in foreign languages. I would argue it was a little bit orientalist. Yeah. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think... It, it kind of plays off of that kind of Asian mysticism, yes, Western idea. Yeah, definitely. To be fair, was very prominent within 1940s mm. noir. With oh, the idea absolutely, of the dragon yeah. lady yeah, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So I guess mm. you could make the argument yeah. that it's harking back to <laughs> yeah. old racism. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah throwback. Yeah, throwback, throwback racism. Yeah I, I, yeah, I think Orientalism definitely but i think it's interesting that that was a choice that was made mm. because it, like within the world because mm. that then kind of hints at um a a future where everything's kind of globalized a little bit more yeah. and it kind of it implies a lot of stuff about the progression of the world mm. from when it was released to when it's set and also implies a lot really about yeah, and also apply, implies a lot about who is being selected to get off of Earth. Right, yeah, definitely. I think there's something to be said by the fact that the majority of the people that st- are staying on Earth yeah. are non-white people. Yeah. And all of the, the plethora of social yeah. commentary well, it, stuff. Yeah, it about. seems to be either non-white people or disabled people. Mm-hmm. In, and the interplay thereof. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we were... I, I don't know if there's like... Um, a statement that I'm making with the observation, but I did notice that a lot of the, um, you know, a lot of the scenes involved uh, little people, people yeah. with dwarfism, um, and it it didn't see like because none of them were in central roles. No. It seemed, yeah, I. I I can't remember what we were saying. We had a little discussion when we were watching it that obviously you guys are not privy to. Um, <laughs> but 
yeah, I. It's interesting that. Yeah, the the kind of the off-world society mm-hmm. is presented as deeply ableist, yes. deeply hegemonic. It feels um, very. Um, it's definitely it's definitely a kind of aesthetical choice. Yeah, I've noticed it was something that we were talking about in a sort of conversation. Yeah, um, I've noticed recently, mainly in fantasy films made around the eighties, you mm. do get a lot of people who are little actors in those kind of like fantasy and or like non our world roles. Yeah. And yeah. unfortunately, I'm not saying this is a good thing necessarily, but I feel mm. like a lot of directors when they are doing these things make the creative decision to cast little people because there's a kind of a sh- not necessarily a shock value to it, but there's a kind of oh, yeah. not used to seeing people like yeah, that, you know it's what I mean? An uncanniness, I yeah, think. Yeah. And bit. I feel like especially having them as yeah. in this film as these kind of like squatter Characters that are yeah. like, I think they were trying to like tear apart, uh, yeah, yeah, grifters on the street, and then and like uh, people in some slums, yeah, and then the deeply strange, fucking weird animatronic folk, yeah. which like that was really weird, yeah, it came out of nowhere, uh, but yeah, it was really great, yeah. I like again adds to the world building, I guess, but it's yeah, I think it's it's tricky to. Yeah, it's it's a very tricky thing with films like this that are set in a dystopia because you you know, you then have to separate the dystopia mm-hmm. from the film's message and that yeah. com- becomes a little bit muddy sometimes. And it it does feel like a social commentary. Yeah. I don't know. Um our friend James that we talked about in the first half came mm. to join us just for the first last few minutes of the film. Yeah. And said that like the book is very different. Yeah. And apparently not very good, but that might just be his assessment <laughs> of the book, I don't know. Um but yeah. I think a lot of this is undercut with Ridley Scott's social commentary about kind of class systems. Yeah. Um I do I just do think it's interesting something that I picked up on that Roy and Press were these kind of fair-skinned, blonde, mm. blue-eyed, uh, you know, androids, synthetic yeah. creatures that are supposed to be the peak of performance and the peak of beauty. I'm not right. saying that Ridley Scott is going for some fucking Nazi uh, commentary, yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting that yeah. that's like artificial creations of what is considered to be perfect. Yes. And yeah. that's the ideal that they're going yeah. off of. It, it is a fascinating concept. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, a lot of it... I really appreciate that the film doesn't really, like, beat you over the head with it. Either yeah. it's... A lot of it's implicit. A lot of it is to be kind of thought about later. A lot of it isn't even referred to. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I think it communicates that really effectively. And Speaking really of implicit... Oh, yeah. What did you think of the ending? I... So I, <laughs> I think I might be too stupid for it. I, I don't know. I don't know if I fully got what it was trying to say. For those it at was, home, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm talking about the uh, little the little uh, paper. Um, yeah. Well, that he sees at the end. Yeah. So you were saying that there are multiple endings. Mm-hmm. So. For I I know we've mentioned this a couple of times on the show before. On the show. That's on cool. the show, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I know we've kind of mentioned it a few times before. We do uh, a little break in between so that you can go away and watch the movie yourself and then come back uh, if you would like to, if you haven't seen it already. 
Um, I think the second half we're allowed to talk about spoilers. Yeah. So just as a warning for, for anybody who hasn't twigged that yet or who hasn't, uh, this is their first episode maybe, fucking, I'm going to say to Phoebe right now, you said there were multiple endings. Mm-hmm. What are the other endings and which one did we watch? So the one that was released in 1981, yeah. as in the theatrical release mm-hmm. has um what's his name again Deckard Deckard going back to his apartment at the very mm-hmm. end re rekindling with um oh my god their names are all escaping me is her name Rachel it's Rachel isn't yeah, it yeah maybe the one with the big bumper hair yeah <laughs> bumper hair yeah just call her bumper hair um yeah so they re yeah Rachel they rekindle yeah. in his apartment um and they run away because you mm-hmm. know yeah, they they run away, yeah. and then the last shot is them going into the sunset together, um, oh. flying away, and that's oh, how it ends. Adorable. You don't get the scene in which he's leaving his apartment and he like walks over this little origami unicorn. Yeah, um, you don't get that. Mm. So, what do you? Th- the version that we watch is the director's cut, which has yeah. the unicorn ending. Which has the unicorn? So, the unicorn sequence mm-hmm. that. Oh god, there's a lot. <laughs> a lot of the issue with this film is so many of the shots are very similar, like visually yeah. to me, like in terms of purely in terms of like color palette and mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, there's no difference in uh, pathetic fallacy at all. There's no difference in time of day. It's it's tricky to tell the passage of time mm-hmm. when there's no fucking daylight. Sure, got you. You know, got you. Um, so. Yeah, so they there was a sequence where a unicorn was running through a forest. I did find it very entertaining that it was this white horse running through a forest uh, with a horn on its head, and you yeah. could see the base of like the circular base of the yeah, horn, yeah. like um, a suction cup where they're just <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they just a, like it a, on there, like a fucking yeah. what, like the toilet. Unblocker. Yeah, oh, plunger. plunger yeah. Okay. Toilet unblocker. God. I had no idea where that was going. Sorry. That's cool. Um, Brain fog. Yeah, so, so what, why, why was there a unicorn sequence? So Deckard was having a dream about a unicorn. Oh, no, that's even... What? So oh, if he's having a dream okay. about a unicorn, yeah. which is in his head... Right. How on how earth did he, does the guy does that the... makes origami that was working oh. for the police so, yeah, so, give, know to give him a Yeah, unicorn? then my second question was, we see a couple of times that this guy who Deckard, I guess, works with... Yeah, he's, he's working for the police, I think. Yeah, he's working for the police. I couldn't really tell, excuse me, if there was... If he was, like, Deckard's partner or Deckard's boss or like a consultant I think or he something was, I think he's someone that works for the force that brought on Deckard yeah but it, it's very ambiguous it, yeah, as to it, who he is exactly yeah it wasn't really ever made clear what his role was because yeah. he drives Deckard around mm-hmm. um, he arrests Deckard at the start to get him involved in the plot mm-hmm. he drives Deckard to the police station in a car despite the fact that he was also with another officer yeah. who if the origami guy was like in charge he would expect the other officer to be driving mm-hmm. so yeah it, it was it's very weird don't really know what his role was and then he just magically appears after roy dies 
Um, uh, Roy does die there, doesn't he? Yeah. yeah. It, it, I think the um, idea is that Roy's come to the end of his four years. Right. That's what I assumed. You know. um, so he's shut but, it down. Yeah. yeah. Time to die. Died. <laughs> you know. um, yeah. And he just apparently knows that Deck had lost his gun. Because um, yeah. he threw Deck at a new gun. Why do you think he'd know that? Well, I my in-universe explanation would be he could see that Roy hadn't been shot. So, and he would assume that Deckard would have shot him right. had he had a gun. Therefore, something must have happened to Deckard's gun. Mm. A little bit flimsy. Mm. Um, but again, I like if he's also seeing into Deckard's dreams, maybe he read his mind. Or would there be another, re- if you think about these creations yeah. and they're given synthetic memories... Oh, okay. Do you get it? Yeah, I got it. I yeah, there was a so moment the, at the start where uh, not at the start where Rachel asks Deckard whether he'd ever done the test on himself and I yeah, I forgot so, about that. Yeah. I forgot about that part. So there. if someone right, if okay. he was able to give him a little unicorn. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, how the fuck did you know that I was yeah. dreaming about unicorns?" I see. Yeah. Okay. So that so, so it's never in it's never yeah. explicit. Yeah. And it's still some fans don't think that Deckard is a replica. Yeah. Some do. Um so in the in the nineteen eighty one mm. version, right. there is no um there is no belief that Deckard is mm. an android because they wanted a kind of happier ending. Right. Um yeah. so Which is where he lives forever and yes. doesn't die in four years. Even though the girl he's running off with is a replicant. Right. Well, that's again never really. That's, no, that's never really good. Well, hang on. Didn't the uh, head of the company guy say that she was an experiment mm. yeah. or something? But again, it's never really explicit because, like, yeah. that could be that could have been the head of the company putting memories into Deckard's head right, to I make see. him think that he oh, is. God, the whole thing's unreliable narration <laughs> now, isn't it? Yeah, Fuck yeah. Me. This is why this film has like such a kind of like strange legacy yeah. surrounding it because oh, that's weird. so much of it is still so ambiguous. Yeah. Um, oh, dear. Yeah. Golly gee. So, okay, so you were saying earlier that there was another cut that was released that added deleted mm-hmm. scenes does that yeah. massively change i'm not sure i haven't seen that version no, okay. i think it was more of a kind of like a remastering mainly right and i think it probably added a few more scenes here and there yeah. i think more scenes of roy okay. um doing stuff and more like kind of law-based yeah. explanations for things um but that that version that we've watched is kind of considered to be the better of you know mm. that versus the theatrical yeah. release, mm. um, yeah. Interesting. Oof. I love it. Fascinating though. film. I must admit, like I, I touched on it just before, but mm. like my feelings around this film when I first watched it. Again, what I was saying before about like finding it too difficult to follow because it was yeah. quite dark. It was slow. Yep. It's very like I think that's probably the quietest we've been during a screening because yeah, it's just definitely. listening to what they're saying because they're quite mumbly yeah, the entire way through. Yeah, a little bit. The thing that gets me that, you know, if I'm going to have my, like, Gen Z brain on yeah. and engaged, the whole Deckard and Rachel scene where yes. they have sex is yes. still just as troubling as one I think yeah. I watched. I don't know how old I was, probably about, like, mm. 15, but it's still just as problematic yeah, in my mind. Yeah, it's just... 
it comes out of fully out of left field. Mm. Oh, it de- it did for me at least. Yeah, it's it's a it's a coercive rape yeah, scene that is very out of pocket. Mm. I, I don't know. I just think um, yeah, it's one of those ones where like if you look at nineteen forties noir films that probably do similar things, right? It's it's not as um it's not as brutal in those films almost. No. There's no. more of a kind of, I'm not saying it's good, but there's more of a kind of romanticised element to yeah. it. Which makes me wonder what the intent of that scene even was. Yeah, exactly. Because you know? there's a lot of, I mean, yeah, it, it, a lot of those scenes in the earlier films is, it's kind of more implied aggression, I yeah. think. And aggression through the removal of certain rights and yeah. certain, like, not asking certain questions, yeah. i.e. consent. It's like, Whereas, I don't want you. You don't want me? Of course you want me. Like, that kind yeah. of thing. Like, it doesn't, I think you know. there was a there was a Family Guy gag um, where Sean Connery, uh, as James Bond, mm. is going to get with a lady. Um, and she goes, no, James. And he goes, yes. And that happens for, like, 30 seconds. And then she goes, okay, yes. And then Sean Connery turns to the camera and goes, remember, uh, 28 no's and a yes means yes. Oh, oh God. Which is awful, but also, I think, emblematic of yeah, the kind of yeah. attitude. Of course. Like, women are just playing hard to get sort of mm. thing. Whereas this is actively, like... She is trying she's, to Yeah, she is not there for it. No, no. and it, it, it's yeah. a kind of... It's a, it's a submission. Yeah. It's not even... I don't know, like... It, even when like she does kiss him back and stuff, it, it's this kind of like she's crying. Yeah, it's so it's and deeply she only, disturbing. Yeah, she only repeats things that he's said already. Yeah. She doesn't say any of and that then, for herself. And then worse on top of that is that you don't see her after that scene yeah. until the very end. Yes, yeah. like, like mm. he's like, "Sorry, babe, gotta go kill some androids." Yeah, I'll see you at the end. Like it's it's I don't yeah. know. It's it's just so um. It just really baffles me as to why yeah. it was done in such a way and how anyone could possibly view it as romantic. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you know, I think, sensual. Yeah, I think because I think there's kind of the implication that, oh, but Deckard's okay because he saved her mm. from the guy who created her and was holding her hostage as yeah. like an experiment. And uh, blah, 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 blah. did he? Yeah. I don't know if he did. <laughs> I, I think know. she was all right. She was doing fine. Yeah, and also, I, I don't know. It's it's this kind of um, what's the word? It's it's almost like he's saying, no, no, no. This is what's best for you. Yeah, exactly. Like you As should if, have sex with yeah, me. Yeah, and it's it's unclear whether or not that statement is because she's a replicant or because she's a woman. Yeah, quite. <laughs> Which I think quite, is a really yeah. interesting. Is it? Are you an? Yeah. Are you a non-human thing? Yeah. <laughs> Or are you just a woman? Or, are you a non-human thing, or are you a replicant? Yeah, oh God, yeah. And, uh, like for Christ's sake! So it's I'm, fucking, I'm glad that my yeah. brain still mm. is just as correct as it was in tw- when I was yeah. 15. Of like, ooh, I don't like this. Mm. This isn't fun. Yeah, and I think without that scene, the film would be really, really good. But yeah. because of that scene, it, I mean, it, the shoehorned love, the, the shoehorned love yeah. plot in general is just very I don't, unnecessary. I never like it. a shoehorned love plot because, mm. um, like, give the, give her some fucking agency, man. Yeah, um, her character yeah. in general, you could have almost kind of done the film without. 
Yeah. I think like if if she yeah, if she was gone and Pris was there instead, it would have been so much more interesting a mm. film. Yeah, but yeah, like more screen time for Roy yeah. and Pris. Yeah. Less on Rachel and Deckard, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I cuz I think argue like Pris and Roy are the best thing about the film. Absolutely, yeah. I think the the cult of um Rutger Hauer mm. um He's he's uh, a bit of fun trivia about the last scene. Is it ju- sorry, just to check, is Rutger Howard the guy who plays Roy? Roy? Yes, yes, cool. Yes. Okay. Um, so interesting thing about the last scene. Don't know if this is just an urban legend, legend or not, but it'd be quite <laughs> fun if not. Apparently, that scene was improv'd. You know that I've seen things. No that shit, was, just, was it actually? Apparently, it came out of his own head, huh. and they just let him roll with it. And you can, it's really funny. You can see Harrison Ford's face drop as he realises that he's not going to get the Oscar for this film anymore because he's just got upstaged by this flamboyant blonde guy. As he should. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah. If that's, that's true, wild. I hope it's true. Because, I'd love it if um, I'd love it if that scene was improv and the film wasn't a sci-fi till he like said, I've seen starships off the shoulder of Orion. And it's like, oh fuck, now we've got to reshoot the whole thing. Shit. God damn it. Right, Blade Runner. Oh, okay. It was supposed God, to be like Rutger. Gun Runner. <laughs> gun Runner. <laughs> and he and himself, like, I was talking to Ferdy about this in the screening. He's there's such a big trope within Hollywood films. Mm. Whether it's a good thing or not, I don't know. It probably pro- problematizes mm. uh, you know depictions of people but there's this idea of having a kind of flamboyant i think i've talked about this before Mm. um male villainous protagonist character um who is set against the heteronormative like warm-blooded american yeah you know what i mean like his kind Mm. of um eccentricities are there to disturb in their flamboyance Mm. and their femininity yeah which i love i find that fascinating yeah it's it's a really interesting thing because as well there uh you were saying um about them often being european as well as opposed to american um and i think another really good example is uh silver from Sonic oh, the Hedgehog. Uh, yeah, from Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, no, from the... Which James Bond was it? Uh, the one... Skyfall. Mm, yes. Antonio Banderas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Skyfall. Yeah, because he, again, is a vaguely fruity... Mm-hmm. Um, uh, European yeah. villain. Who uses... Who, that yeah, to absolutely. Scare them. Yeah. Apart from the fact that Bond is just like, you think I haven't been turned on by a man before? Yeah. I mean, to be fair, <laughs> James Bond got his balls slapped by Mads Mikkelsen in the film before, so fair enough. Nice. Genuinely. I've, I've not seen it. Oh, so. okay. In Casino Royale, <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen, again, another European mm-hmm, actor playing mm-hmm, a villain. Mm-hmm. There is a scene, I don't think we'll watch it on the podcast. Yeah. I'd say, I don't, well, we can't now, can we? Because <laughs> I'm explaining <laughs> it. Um, there's a scene in which Daniel Radcliffe. Daniel Radcliffe, Daniel Craig's, whoa. Um, James Bond. Bond. That would be an interesting, yeah. uh, interestingly shit Bond. Yeah. It's like he's, he's stripped down naked yeah. and he's in a chair that has like no bottom to it. Right. And then like Mads has just got like this wad of like uh, knotted rope and he's just Ooh. whacking it up so it's like hitting his balls. Ooh. Yeah, it's fucked. That- but it's so like... That's, weirdly out that's of an pocket ouchie. yeah yeah is Mads Mikkelsen European where's he from he's Danish he's oh I, I keep on confusing Hannibal yeah I keep on yeah no I knew he was Danish I just keep on forgetting that Denmark isn't in Scandinavia 
Right. I keep on like I keep on having it. I'm so shit at geography. I put it in the same place as Norway, Finland, Sweden. Oh, okay, got you. Like geographically, I forget which. <laughs> I forget that it's in Europe. I need to not anyway. The, the he's a very good actor. The royal actor yeah. is Dutch. I'm pretty okay. sure. Interesting. So similar ballpark, I suppose. Yeah. Not to make a generalisation. Uh, um, I, I thought you were going to say similar ballpark, not to make a genital joke. <laughs> I was going to say that's a good call. But you're right about yeah. Skyfall mm. with a vaguely yeah. European fruity man. Yeah, exactly. Because offset it's, against it's, a heteronormative yeah. strongman. Yeah, um, I, but it's interesting that it's um, in this example, it's hot-blooded American. Mm-hmm. And in Bond, it's hot-blooded British because it's yeah. always, you know, counter to the kind of very nationalist mm-hmm. sort of audience insert character. Yes, who usually has their way with yes, exactly. slightly unwilling women. Yeah, gets you the know. girl whether they like it or not mm-hmm. kind of thing. Whereas Roy just seems like a very sensual, like nice, friendly lover to his partner Yeah, I mean, Chris, there, I is, there is a limit to what I consider to be sensual. I think, and what's that for? <laughs> I think the limit is... Break, ripping someone's hand through a wall, breaking yeah. their fingers, and then howling like a wolf. True, he didn't do that to Pris. He didn't do that to Pris. That is true. That is true. And he was I will angry give him that. And he lost his lover. Yeah. yeah. So maybe I'm, that's what put I'm him over the Roy edge. I'm a Roy apologist. Yeah. Roy <laughs> apologist. <laughs> to be fair, like yeah, that, okay. like hand breaking. Yeah. It's visceral. That was. Cool. And that was. Oh my god! I had the fucking scare of my life because yeah. Deckard ties his hands to, in like a splint with, I guess, his tie yeah. or like a bit of shirt or whatever. Um, and so the the ends of the knot are kind of flapping against the back of his hand, and because the lighting is so shit in yeah. the scenes where he's climbing up the um, edge of the building, uh, it looks like he's just got two boneless yeah. ragdoll fingers <laughs> flapping in yeah, the wind. Flapping, yeah, like the, like um, when your fingers aren't in a glove. Yes, you know, like it, oh Loose. god, I, and that genuinely. That shocked me about as much as the <laughs> scene with him and Rachel. Mm-hmm. I like. I think that maybe reflects badly on me, no. but like, <laughs> not great. Well, well, you really hated the eye gouging as well, didn't you? That was a. I can't do hands and I can't do yeah. eyes. I mean, sorry, I can't do fingers and I can't do eyes when it comes to body horror. Right, I'm really good yeah. with anything else. It's just yeah. I think it's something about the mobility that both of those things right. do and necessitate yeah. most people mm. in everyday life. Those are the things mm. that fuck with me most. And I guess yeah. ears, to an extent. Oh, well, but you don't really get much ear horror. Well, I mean, I know I got mean the, yeah, Roy got his ear shot off, didn't he? I suppose, like, I think, like, internally. You don't get much oh, like, I internal see. Right. ear horror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. great. Like a, ooh, but, it, like, that's interesting, because all three of those things appear in this film yeah. and very little else. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a couple of blood sprays yeah. and... That's about it. That interesting detail and attention to detail (laughs) of um, pain of the female body in the film, I think. Yeah. I'd say the two people that get potentially the most gruesome but stylized deaths of the two female replicants. um, replicants. The other one whose name I can't remember, Ampress. God, what was it? Snake Lady. (laughs) Yeah, I... Oh, I want to say Vera, but I know it's not Vera. Something I feel like, like it was a V name. Yeah. I might be completely Vespa. wrong in that. <laughs> That's another Bond character. Oh, yes, it is, isn't uh, it? Yeah, I, I think so. I don't God, know. God, what was her name? Zora. 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 I, I, was, I had the last two letters. Mm. Yeah, they have like weird yeah. Roy, Pris, and yeah. Zora. It sounds like a hair metal band. <laughs> but like a really unsuccessful one from right. Sweden. <laughs> not ABBA. <laughs> Deep in the depths of Norway, <laughs> where every church has third-degree burns. 
I think I, I think I've lifted that from somewhere. I, I don't think, know. Yeah, that does ring a bell. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's probably but, some old video. Yeah, like but, Zora mm. and Pris have these like highly stylized. They're both in these skin tight mm. outfits. Yeah. Zora with this kind of like bra and underwear thing with a little like clear raincoat. Yeah, and then Pris in this like yeah the aerobics. Yeah, yeah, like spanks kind of thing. You know that like no. the aerobics video. I don't. Do, do you not? Oh, there's. I don't like, watch aerobic videos in my spare time. No, it's like this. It it gets like, I don't know. Not maybe not referenced, but the kind of style of it is uh, parroted in a lot oh, okay. of kind of eighties core movies. Oh, okay. um, it's this old like eighties aerobics video where these trios of attractive people. Um, uh, one of black men, one of white men, one of black women, one of white women mm. um, in these kind of iridescent leotards mm. with uh, calf warmers are doing these very kind of big aerobics <laughs> movements. And it's like the soundtrack that plays is the champions, the champions. Oh, yeah. Oh, that I, does ring a bell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I've, I've, long way to go for that reference. Yeah. I, I apologize. Long walk for a <laughs> yeah, yeah, short view, yeah. whatever they say. That's a, yeah, I've not heard that before, but I like that. That's a, they say that about that. golf. A golf is just a long walk spoiled. God damn. And it's also a way for men to express their feelings for each other because, God forbid, they just have a normal walk. They need to be doing an activity in order mm. to communicate with each other. Or they need to be running through an abandoned building. Um, that's howling pouring, like yeah, howling like a wolf, naked. full of water. Was he naked or did he have his? No, he had, he had his, his boxers on. on. Yeah. yeah, nice. God forbid. <laughs> that's the other thing with Too this version is that I think a lot mm. of the violence and gore wasn't in the theatrical release. Oh, um, okay. So, like, I think the eye popping scene yeah. was probably added. Yeah. Um, what was I saying before? Are yeah, even, it's mm. it's a kind of um, with the, like with the whole like woman thing. <laughs> <laughs> the whole woman thing. Oh, the woman issue. Am <laughs> I right, guys? Issue. Yeah. It's it's this kind of stylization of. It reminds me of. By the way, uh, trigger warning for themes of suicide. I'll be briefly talking about that. Um, yeah, just thought. Yeah. So, um, there's a very famous image mm. uh, that was taken, I think, from it for a New York publication in like the 50s, maybe the 40s. Of well, a like woman. a newspaper. Yeah, like proper yeah. proper okay. newspaper. Um, maybe like the New Yorker. Maybe. Oh wow! Like that. Jesus! I think wow. so. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, of a woman that jumps off a building and kills herself, oh. and she lands on the bonnet of a car. Oh. And the image has been parodied and referenced in a lot of like fashion magazines and films where you'll get like a model posing on a car that's been what? like dented with like the force of a body on it. Oh so my it's, god. Yeah, it's making art out of women's dead bodies. And I'm not saying oh. that this film draws reference to that specifically, Holy but shit. the way that they've they fall yeah. and the way that they're like their faces get yeah. like turned and examined, examined, yeah. and they're like beautiful, and pristine makeup. And- I think, especially in the first one, where um, Zora's running through the the, the first death. I mean, mm. uh, where Zora's running through all these plate glass windows. She yes. goes through uh, a load of bubbles. She goes through a load mm-hmm. of snow, and she uh, rolls onto the floor. Her coat is clear, so you can yes, see through to exactly. her fucking like weird breastplate yeah. and uh, pants combo. And then she just happens to fall in all the rain and mm-hmm. get wet. Exactly. And then she gets dragged away. It's yeah. It and then feels 
weird. It's it's weirdly fetishistic. Yeah. And then with Pris having like I don't know if like Deck had managed to like hit a wire or something because like she starts to like malfunction and like kind of spasm right. a little bit. Like her body starts to like go into like you know, as she's yeah, dying, yeah, like yeah. it's all like Death rattle. Gestic yeah, gesticulating yeah. and stuff. That in itself, like this kind of like female form having its body contorted yeah. in like weird inhuman ways. I don't know, it's it's fascinating mm. that those two instances have the most gratuitous deaths involved with them. Yeah. Like in yeah. comparison, Roy gets a quite a friendly send off. Like yeah. granted he sticks a nail through his hand, but like he's got this dove and he's yeah. very martyred it's, in his death. Yeah, it's very strange. I, I do feel like that was on purpose for like his character arc, mm, but definitely. Leon definitely. Oh yeah. Who's the, the other, other replicant. Um, well done. Uh, yeah, like barely anything. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I barely even registered that he died until later in the film where they say there's only two of us now and I'm like, oh, oh right, I, I guess that was it for him. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely it's yeah, really strange, mm. really strange. Um, but it's very interesting comparing this in in terms of not just the kind of aesthetic elements, but also the treatment of women to Alien, which mm. you say came out before. Yeah. Alien is one of the most like female focused, female empowered horror movies, certainly that I've ever seen. Potentially one of the most in the sphere i'm not yeah i've not done my research on that um uh, yeah i think you're right it's, yeah it, it's very interesting that this was afterwards mm, i'd say that ripley has an element in alien has an element mm. of androgyny to her yeah like if you think about sigourney weaver she's a very yeah. um she's a very flat-chested yeah. actress she's Short very queen yeah she's yeah. very sh- um like skinny and thin right and i think a part of that allows for male gazes to be distanced right because she screams her gender doesn't factor into alien Mm. i think yeah it's it's a kind of it's something she just happens to be a woman do you know what i mean right whereas i feel like i I agree with what you're saying Mm. i feel like in the scope of blade runner they are these archetypal femme fatale kind of very laura mulvey-esque you know woman needs to be dominated because she has no Mm. penis fragmentation of female bodies i mean if i mean technically yeah like rachel Mm. is she's kind of deficient and unwhole yeah and needs to be like powered by Mm. a man and pris is deficient because she is other therefore mm. needs to be destroyed by a man right if i was going to yeah. look at my laura mulvey feminist lens <laughs> which laura yeah. mulvey is a questionable individual mm. anyway so yeah. you know <laughs> yeah but it's yeah it's you know. interesting you say that um ripley is more similar to a man because mm. i i think we mentioned this in the thing because not, not even well because it's it just it's gender i think ripley is gender right yeah uh, what i was going to say was um I, I think we mentioned it in the episode we did on Alien. Mm. Uh, the script was written with Ripley as a man. Right, yes. And it, like you say, it just mm-hmm. happened to be that they cast Sigourney Weaver to play right, I see. Ripley. Yeah. So it is, it, yeah, it kind of, in a sense, wasn't intentionally progressive. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, it, and there's it every- makes it seem more like a fluke looking at Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah. and there's evidence mm. of like Ripley kind of not necessarily regressing is that the right word 
her, it's it's not. I wouldn't say it's necessarily her going backwards in terms of not being a feminist character as the franchise mm. goes on, but like in the second in Aliens, it's pretty good in terms yeah. of representation. They introduce another like lead female character, um, Vasquez, mm. who's like a very cool uh, like action kind of yeah. action terror. But she's yeah. really cool. Like she's nice. she's very cool. Yeah. Um, but by the third one. Uh, well, sorry. In the second one, they introduce a um, daughter-like figure for Ripley mm. to start looking after, and she gets started. She gets kind of put into this motherly category. Oh, I see. And then by the third one, Ripley is in a for some reason or whatever. She's in an all-male prison oh. planet. Okay. Um, and she they introduce a love interest for her mm. by the third okay. one, and then by the fourth one, it, there's like strange kind of. Um, attention to looking at her, like her and her female form and her body. So, oh. it, so I'm kind of just agreeing with what you're saying yeah. that it felt more like a fluke that Ripley happened to yeah. be a woman. Yeah, and the franchise confirms that and capitalised on. on it. Yes, later on. Interesting. It's odd. It's a yeah, weird. It's a weird franchise. Mm. And it, yeah, it it kind of sucks that it's not just limited to Alien yeah. either. Um, but you know, it's it's still a good looking movie. Oh, I definitely! Think. I had a really fun time yeah, watching it. Yeah, I, I I think so as well. I do, I do think I prefer the aesthetics of Alien, mm-hmm. and I think the one of the really strong elements. We we again we talked about this in the episode. One of the really strong elements, um, I think, for both of us was the. Uh, set and how all the fucking greebles on yeah. the ship and stuff. And I think um, I, I I mentioned it earlier. I forgot to say. Um, I think uh, story and context is communicated a lot better in Alien than yes. it is in uh, Blade Runner in terms of the uh, set. Because, for example, I think really cool ideas um, around like pollution and stuff. Blade Runner, you were saying that animals were extinct. Yeah, um, explored in the book. Right, but, yeah. and, and I agree. Yeah, animals, touched on animals were extinct. And also, I didn't realise that the reason it's always night is because of pollution. Mm-hmm. I I had no idea. Yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, just a lot of... A lot of that stuff could have been communicated a little bit better. And also, the, the opening fucking paragraphs at the start completely unnecessary because you learn mm. all of the information that it tells you yeah. like in the first four or five scenes I agree like, it seems like a kind of um, what's the word an, uh, an auteur feature yeah really a little Scott, bit because Alien had that as well oh I'm course pretty it sure because it had like the Nostromo yeah 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 it's strange but like I guess it's like I don't know a safety net for any audience members who may not be paying super close attention to the dialogue yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, good-looking film, really interesting. Um, sorry, Ridley Scott did House of Gucci. I find that really funny. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry, I was listening That's... to what you're saying. I just was curious. Huh. And looked on his IMDb. Interesting. He did House of Gucci. It's like it's <laughs> it's really funny looking at his like um, filmography because it's like film bro film film bro film film bro film Galga. Yeah, film, film, you yeah. know what I mean? Like The Martian. He's doing Napoleon with Joaquin Phoenix. Ooh, um, interesting. Joaquin Phoenix okay. as Napoleon for 2023. So that'll be coming out soon. Here's a photo wow. of it. 
He looks oh, great. Oh, sick. I'm very excited for That's it. That's cool. Like, I do I do love Ridley Scott as a director. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy that we watched this film again. Mm. Well, I watched this film again. Yeah. You watched this one for the first time. I did. You did. Hence the <laughs> podcast. Because um, <laughs> I think with a adult brain, I can appreciate it more and want to go back to it more. Yeah. Despite yeah. its slightly uncomfortable elements. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because um, have you seen what's it called? Blade Runner twenty forty seven. I have. Yeah. yeah. Any any good? Any less problematic? I kind of need to go back and watch it again. Yeah. Now that I've watched this one, right? So soon. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because yeah, I yeah, think yeah. when I watched it in the cinema uh, with a friend, mm. um, <laughs> and um, sorry, I just pulled a face. Yeah. Um, and. One, I was distracted because like we were chatting, but also mm. like I hadn't watched the first Blade Runner in like quite a few years, right? So a lot of it was lost on me, and yeah. I was also in the mindset of uh, Blade Runner, boo, yeah, you know? yeah. So yeah. I went into it mm. getting ready to nitpick. Mm. Um, but I mean, hey, Harrison Ford is in it. Um, oh, he is, isn't he? Yeah, yeah so that kind of like Gosling. Yeah, so that raises yeah. like questions about like, ooh, what does that mean for his character? Oh, I see. Oh, right. Know? God, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Four-year lifespan. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Really interesting. I, yeah, because all I know about 2047 is um, how often... Uh, I, again, we said it in the first half, uh, Ryan Gosling lying down in the snow, looking depressed at things. Yeah, gets memed. Yeah, it gets fucking memed it's about... like the film like, bros. Yeah, like... He's just like bro, me. I'm so lonely. Why won't... Why is my only... Uh, chance of happiness, a woman, a woman through my screen. <laughs> uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah, so I, I hope it's not all nice guys finish last sort of narrative. Yeah. Uh, one of the things I, I am interested in is when when was uh, the original Blade Runner released? Nineteen eighty-one. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Um, I. It's not like how long is that? That's so that's. Oh, sorry, 19... 82. 82, okay. 22, so that's 18 years until the year 2000. Mm-hmm. 28, uh, 37. That's 37 years mm-hmm. for for human society. To, like, that's not even a full lifetime. Yeah. You know, I find it so interesting when films set in the future do not set the future far enough away I agree. from the year that it releases. Because you're not going to get flying cars no. well, in 40 years. Yeah, well, even, even fucking Blade Runner 2049. Yeah. That's not that far away. No. That is only about, what, just over 20 years yeah. away from where no, we are absolutely. now? And it's, which is terrifying to think yeah. about. It, it's like... Futuristic films are so optimistic mm-hmm. with their fucking time frames. It's not like a detriment to the movie at all. I just find it funny yes. to think that, like, oh, wow, yeah, someone in the eighties was going. I sure do love Pogs, but man, when we get flying like taser-shaped cars <laughs> and mega cities and synthetic, people. yeah, synthetic people, <laughs> it's like I'm only going to be what, like, fifty. Like that's yeah. wild. It to is me. crazy because um, that, like, it would mean that Deckard was born in what the nineties. Yeah, and like, which is bizarre. Yeah. to think about. <laughs> so he wouldn't even have grown up 
with all of this uh-huh. hyper advanced technology, and he's already to... yeah, and he's already fucking done with it. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know. I just find that funny. Oh, speaking of time, mm. I think I think we we've uh, yeah, I think we've we've done very well. We've got an oldie last yeah. week again. This was about a a, a forty minute half. Was the it? second half, wow. yeah, because we start. Oh no, longer than that, fifty. Bit longer. Yeah. Mm. So this is going to be a very long episode. That's all right. Um, then. Yeah. Oh, I mean, if they're getting to this point in the episode and hearing me mm. say this, then I fucking f- too late. You've already listened. Sorry. <laughs> I feel like we'll have an equally, not maybe equally, but yeah. like a bit of a longer one next week as well because yeah. we're doing an oldie. Yeah. Oh yeah. What are we doing? Um, we're going to do. We're going to do some like it hot. Ooh. Yes, with Madam Monroe. So that's going to be really fun, um, and I can't wait for us to awkwardly (laughs) skirt around its sexism for the entirety of its hour. It's still really funny, though. It's one of my favorite films. Well, if this 50-minute half was anything to go by, (laughs) I can't imagine we're going to be skating around the sexism for long. Well, we mainly analysed a (laughs) 10-minute non-con-con scene. (laughs) But you know what? That's testimony to our... Wokeness, <laughs> I suppose. We are just way. good people. Aren't we just? We, we are just, yes. Yeah, yeah, absolute yes. bounder, um, that Ridley Scott. I, she yes. said no, good chap. Oh, dear. God, that's really... Oh, that's <laughs> not, that's not. Just pull on X in a bit. Intellectualising. Yeah. <laughs> Should we go? Oh, yeah, I think so. Um, Thanks for watching. It feels good to be back. Yeah. Um, make sure to... Yeah, follow us on Instagram. But it's a classic underscore P-O-D pod. Pod. Um, then follow us on Spotify hit the bell rate mm-hmm. uh, so that we get algorithmed to um, Spotify heaven I have a question for you oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah have you noticed that there is a Blackadder stan account that has followed our Instagram no yeah what? there's there's an account that put, you've seen Blackadder oh right? no I know exactly why that is it's because I put a hashtag uh, um, Rowan Atkinson Rowan Atkinson on the Love Actually post oh it's yeah occasionally we get based on the actors that I hashtag because yeah because I hashtag all like the famous names mm-hmm. in each well as many famous names as I can fit in mm. um, I do I do the same on the um, uh, what do you call it the Spot. The pl- platform, yeah, mm-hmm. the thing that we, RSS, mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. we use to upload the thing to Spotify. Um, yeah, I put in uh, character names, so like uh, a Ghibli fan account sure, liked sure. the Howl's okay. Moving Castle episode. Um, I, it's cool us. that they followed us, yeah. yeah thanks, Blackout they just, account. They, they post like a photo of one of the actors like each each week. That's great. It's fascinating. I love that. I was like, okay. Yeah. Oh, thanks. That's lovely. Anyway, so if you listen to this, thank yeah. you. Um, uh, share it with your friends, share it with your family, share it with all the Stan accounts that you follow. Yeah. Um, and we'll see you next week yeah. for... Uh, if you dislike it cold because <laughs> it's the yeah. right, bye bye <laughs> <laughs>